Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. everyone and thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Joanne White, your host on Power Your Life. And many of us don't feel empowered or give our power away to so many other people. And yet, there's a way to recognize your own expertise and to allow other people to benefit from your expertise. And we're going to find out now from an incredible human being who's been on Power Your Life and one other time, and we welcome him back, and that's Mitchell Levy, who is an accomplished entrepreneur. He created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over, wow, 800 books. Currently, Mitchell Levy is the AHA guy at AHA That and the CEO of Think AHA. He's an international best-selling author with 58 business books and a contributor at Entrepreneur Magazine. One of his books, Mitchell Levy on Creating Thought Leaders, Helping Experts Inside of Corporations Amplify Their Thought Leadership, helps key staff, leaders, and proactive employees become thought leaders in consonance with fast-changing times. This is a must-read for the success-minded professional looking to reach new heights. In addition to all these accomplishments, and my mind is going dizzy from all of Mitchell's accomplishments, he's provided a strategic strategic consulting to over 100 companies, advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, and has been chairman of the board of... I don't know how to pronounce it, N-A-S-D-A-Q, listed company. You'll tell me that later. He's committed to aliveness, joy, aha moments, and making sure that aha is both a fast and easy and a super social self-publishing book platform that's for you and for those people who really want a strong megaphone. Hello, Mitchell Levy. How are you? (laughs) That's a mouthful, Joanne. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> Good. Not only is it a mouthful, I mean, look at all your accomplishments, 800 books, all these people, and you're still going strong and teaching other people how to be successful entrepreneurs and authors and work with social media. It's amazing. So kudos to all that you're doing and all the ways that you help so many people. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's so funny. I'm just I'm thinking out loud. Every time we have an an incredible day where we hit a new height, I thank my team and I say, you know, this is just the beginning. And, and they 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 virtually look at each other and go, wait a second, do you want to double, triple, or increase the number of volume by a factor of ten? And I said, yes. How do we do that? <laughs> So, well, uh, yeah, it. once you put a process, you know this, John, once you, 
once you put a process in place, you then start executing on it to a breaks, and then you put in a new process. And, and that's kind of what we had. I, a lot of what I do is I try to just make things simple and easy. And, and really, if you think about the end goal, you try to make sure that you accomplish the goal that whoever's, whoever's doing, the, doing the work, that you accomplish your goal and you do it as quickly and as easily as possible. You know, and that's really the key. Firstly, you have to recognize what the goal is and, and get motivated to do that. And you help so many people do that. So I want to focus in on certain things. I know that some of our listeners have some of these same questions. But one of the things that really struck me about reading and, and paying attention to everything that you do, Mitchell, is something that you said, and that is how can you do <clears throat> that you, people can do social media effectively five minutes a day. That, to me, was like, wow. And I was telling you this story before that when I'm doing it, my arm is hurting, my shoulders are hurting, I'm rolling my eyes. It's, it, it's an arduous experience. So, so give us some secrets about this, please. Oh, I absolutely will. And, you know, what I started thinking about, before we start, let me, let me paint a framework for you, right? And the framework right. is, is very simple, and then, we'll, and then we'll go and ask the question. The framework, right. and this is sort of a framework I live with in life, and, and it, I, I just call it the in-and-out box, and, and not the in-and-out burger, but the in-and-out box. And so imagine if you have a piece of paper, just draw a box in the piece of paper, and then do a line that goes into the box on the left-hand side and the line that comes out of the box on the right-hand side. And above the line uh, that's on the left, write the word in. And ab above the line on the one on the right, uh, write the word out. And the box itself, you could just call it the black box. This is an input-output diagram. This is what I studied in my undergraduate degree of st the stochastic and deterministic models of operational research. And, and basically what happens is you assume that what's inside the box is a black box. So let's not worry about that. In this case, the black box is how do you do social media in five minutes a day? Okay. So what goes into the box is the ability for, um, is your time, right? Either your time and money. How much time and effort are you going to spend on social media? What comes out of the box is what do you want to accomplish, right? So what I would say to you is when you're thinking about social media and what to do, the actual accomplishment that you want to achieve is you want people to know, like, and trust you and potentially buy your service, right? So right. that's really – so when you think about the in and out box, what is it that we want? Well, we have a little bit of time, whatever that is. Or we have money and we have other people do it for us. And on the right-hand side, we want people to know, like, and trust us and, like I say, buy our product. Okay. So that, I, I, the reason I did the in and out box when we were talking about books, I'll, I'll bring that back up. So how do you do social media in five minutes a day? And I actually have a course on this too. So I'm going to give away the concepts of the course. But if those, those people who actually want more detail, I've got a 25-minute course with a nine minute, um, an additional nine minutes on how to be a thought leader. And so if those, if somebody's interested, we'll give you the URL afterwards on, on how to get to the course. And it's, it's uh, $99 and I've got a 50% coupon for, for your audience. 
Okay, so Thanks. social media in five minutes a day. Let's start with the first minute. So when you either wake up in the morning or sometime early in the morning, you want to spend a minute just posting some good, compelling content that you relate to. Now, it doesn't right. have to be your content. Generally speaking, 80% of the content you share should be somebody else's. So you want to find locations, sources. You know, if you're late at night, if you read content, you like it. Every morning I read the New York Times. So if I see an article I like in the New York Times, that's one of the things I'll post. And so you want to spend a minute posting content. So what does that mean? It could be two or three uh, tweets, it could be one message on Facebook, right? Whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's a minute, it's not a lot of time, but what you're doing is you're sharing some content that your audience might, might appreciate, might like, okay? Right. Then sometime during the day, typically an hour or two, at least an hour or two later, you come back to the social media where you posted your stuff and you interact with the people who touch your content. I know that sounds really simple. So the other four minutes that you spend, so think about the ratio, 20% of the time posting, 80% of the time interacting with the people who touch your content because they liked it for some reason. So hopefully it's, it's somebody in your network who, know, who knows you potentially. Today. If they don't know you, they're getting to know you. And if they said something about your content, your job is to sort of respond to them. You know, it could be the simple thank you or it could be, uh, responding to their questions. And what happens over time, those interactions will develop that trust, that bond with your audience. And when the appropriate opportunity comes for them to either use your service or recommend your service, they know, like, and trust you because you've been interacting with them online. I know that sounds simple, but that's really the that's the simple stuff. And then, you know, for those people who want to grow from five minutes to 10 minutes a day, you know, you just use the, those numbers appropriately. You have two minutes for posting and eight minutes for interacting with those to touch your content. You know, I totally agree with that, and I totally get that and do that. However, I also have been thinking that there's an, another piece to it because in order to get people – to even look at your content, you've got to be interacting with them too, even beforehand. So it's so that's where I'm spending time is is responding to other people's content and and making commentary and building relationships that way that weren't built before. So that's to me that's what's what's time consuming and that's but it's beautiful because it's building relationships. Oh, well, see, that's the perfect. So, by the way, I love, I love how you phrased that, Joanne. It's, so, so think about this aha moment. Anyone who's listening to this interview, it's beautiful because you're building relationships. It's not painful because you're building relationships. It's not horrible. It's not, it's not something you drudge. It's beautiful because you're building relationships. And if you're in business today, any business whatsoever, and you don't find it beautiful to build relationships, maybe it's time to try another business. Right. See, relationships, like you say, are, relationships are, are in everything and about everything. So I think that's so, so very important. So, so 
Thanks for what you do in terms of connecting oh, people to to one another too, because that's that's something you do with the Aha books and with your website and with with getting people to look at other people's content and and refurbishing it in some ways. And so let's talk about that a little bit because that's I think that's brilliant. <laughs> oh well, th- thank you, thank you. Um, oh, so let me give you the URL for the social media course, um, and it. then uh, and then I'm going to tell you I'm going to say something on the air I've never said before. So so stay tuned for a second. So for those that are interested, you can go to aha.pub a h a dot p u b slash s m five s m so social media so s m the number five min m i n. It'll bring you to the course. And it's a $99 course. It's really, and it's a half hour time. You can, you can definitely pull that off. And I'll give you the coupon code. The coupon code that'll bring it down by uh, 50% is the number five min, M-I-N, a day. So five min a day. And uh, wow. anyway, so that'll, that'll get you to the course. So, so simple stuff. And I, once again, we, we, I, you, you got to be respectful of people's time and put things together. And it's, it's really just an increased uh, it, it, we said it in five minutes, um, and it's just now expand a little bit further with giving you more details on where to find the content and what to do and so on. Okay, let me tell you what I've never said before in the air. I yeah. have my entire life, or at least when I started, when I started my publishing companies in 2005, I became a book publisher. We have four different traditional imprints. We have the, the Yaha Now platform, the social media enabled ebook platform. And I've, I, I've gone in and out of being comfortable calling myself a publisher. The, the problem when you're in Silicon Valley, when you call yourself a publisher, people sort of decrease their value of you. But when you, when you now have a social media enabled ebook platform, you could now be a publisher again and people look at you positively. Um, what's interesting though is I, instead of calling myself a book publisher, and this is what I've never said before, I am now calling myself a people publisher. I love it. Right? Because <laughs> it's not just about the book, right? It's about, it's about the person. It's about that person being recognized as an expert, which also implies, well, who else should that expert know and where else should that expert play and what other tools should that expert use and, and how can they be more effective in their time in their utilization? And so it, that, that small transition from a book publisher to a people publisher completely transforms how I interact with others. And, and this is like about a week old. So that's why I've never said it online before. And I just, it changes everything. So yeah, so I am interested and I have always done a good job at, connecting people together and helping people be successful. And now it's just incorporated into the mantra and we'll start filtering even further into my team and their efforts and what they do. You know, when you say people publisher, it gets back, Mitchell, to that whole relationship with other people, that building that connection and when you do that it's 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 so life affirming and it's it's and it just allows you to see the brilliance and the goodness of of you know so many people which is wonderful so so i i love that i love people publisher it's great <laughs> well we don't you know we're not we're not publishing it, when somebody comes to us 
if you're listening, you say, oh, I want to write a book. And the question I'm going to say is, well, you're not really, it, yes, it's important. You got to write a book, but what is it that you're really doing? So we'll go back to that, that input output process diagram. If you're going to write a book, what is your expected outcome? Right. And if you look at that, it's not about the book. You're writing a book because you want to be seen as an expert. You're writing a book because you want to close more leads. You're writing a book because you want to close more business, right? You're, you're writing a book because you want to meet your peers in the space and have a better relationships with the top thought leaders who practice in the same area you do. There are many reasons that you would write a book, and it's not about the success. It's not the fact that you published a book. The success is that you've actually accomplished those reasons. So that's why a people publisher is somebody who cares about the bigger picture of you accomplishing your goals. And so that's kind of what that means to me. And, and I think it's really important. You know, so many people say, Mitchell, oh, I have a book in me and I want to write a book. And, and then you don't see anything And because most people think – and for for many instances in the past, it's been true that writing a book takes so much time and so much effort. I mean, you and I spoke earlier, and I said one book that I wrote took about a year. Now, everybody doesn't have that kind of time to devote, nor do they want to, because our lives are so busy. But you have mastered a process, not just for yourself, but for other people, so that they can write a book in an incredible short period of time, which which is brilliant and which takes the arduous, I don't want to do this, what you know, whatever the the avoidance issue out of the picture totally. So, can you explain that to our listeners? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so let me give you the end result. <clears throat> For those who <laughs> want to do it themselves, we have a step by step process where you could write your book in eight hours or less. I and can't and your, your, your friend, Carly Alyssa Thorne, she is one of two authors. Actually, I have two authors who can write their books in two hours, uh, Carly and, and another friend of mine, Jeff Shabbat. And I had another author, a guy by the name of John, uh, Ron Ross. He wrote a book called confidence in three hours, but typically it takes for me, it takes me about eight hours to write a book. Now, what I said was for those that want to write it themselves. We also, one of the things that happens in human nature, you would assume if somebody could write a book in eight hours, that people would say yes, they'd plunk down their money, and then they would write their book and it'd be done. Because really, it, it could be done on a Saturday, right? You, you could just spend, I'm going to allocate this weekend, and you spend a Saturday, and you're done. The problem with human nature is something always gets in the way of our best intentions, so we mm-hmm. actually also have a do-it-for-you service, Joanne, where, where we can actually interview somebody for two hours, and then my team will ghostwrite the book. So, and it's us that obviously it's a little bit more money. So my, once again, the goal is if you want a book, either spend the time, eight hours, which is not a lot of time, to do it yourself, or um, have us do it for you, and it's, two hour, it's a two-hour interview. Crazy, right? Well, it's pretty amazing. So let me ask you this, because for the eight hours, you said that you already have a, a tool that people can utilize to kind of, is it like a fill in the blanks, or, or how does it work so that somebody that's writing a book that has an, they have an idea, they know, they know what they want to put in there, and then they need to have some kind of an outline or framework, which you guys provide, 
how does that work and how does it fit in? And is it and is it? I'm asking a lot of questions at once. Is it just for nonfiction, or can it include fiction and nonfiction, Mitchell? So great questions. Let me do the last one first, and then we'll go into the detail of the first one. So can it be fiction and nonfiction? It can be nonfiction, although most of the books are fiction. Uh, because a <clears throat> AHA book is comprised of 140 bite-sized quotes. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit further. Any one of those quotes can include a URL. So the interesting part is that URL can point to, uh, if it's a fiction book, that URL can point to Amazon, uh, where the book's being sold, or Audible, where the book is, is there. So you could point to other areas. You could point to YouTube or SlideShare. So if you do videos of who you are, in terms of get people, your audience getting to know, like, and trust you, even fiction off, authors can create aha books that then point to something else, right? The, the, the issue I have is a lot of the books that we have on the platform are sort of how-to books. Uh, they're knowledgeable books. The, the overall goal, if you think about the input-output diagram, the overall goal is to help the author establish themselves as the credible expert in that space. And so right. I, you know, I, I don't know if we're writing from scratch a fiction book and only a fiction book. I don't know if the AHA that platform is the perfect one, but I'm absolutely happy to talk to anybody and explore if it makes sense. So, so that answers that fiction, nonfiction question. Right. The, the, the way we've done it, it's, it's an eight-step process. I'll give you the URL to go to. And I'm going to tell you about the first three steps because that's the most important. If you go to the URL, ahathat.com, and so ahathat.com is where you can go today. It's, it's free to use, free to share. There's over 40,000 quotes. You can get your content to share there. But if you go to ahathat.com slash author, that's where we list our eight-step process. And, and let me tell you about the first three steps. And, and you'll, then you'll see, uh, Joanne, how easy, how easy it is. And let's okay. focus on step number one. Step number one is a Word document. And in that Word document, we have four questions. You know, and, and everyone could answer the question of what's their name, what's their bio. Um, it's a little <laughs> bit harder when we ask the question, what's the title of the book and what's a one-paragraph summary? But the most important question, and we make it question number one. I'm going to tell you how it reads, and then I'll tell you what it means. How it reads is who is your expected reader and how will they benefit from the book? Okay, so that's how it reads. Who's your expected reader, and how will they benefit from the book? Let me tell you what mm -hmm. it means. Who is your prospect, and what is their pain point? Gotcha. Right? So it's really interesting. If you want to be an expert in your space, and you want to be recognized as an expert in your space, solving problems that your clients today have and your prospects have, identify the key pain point they have, and that's what you write your book about. Because when they go online and they say, who can solve my problem of X, and you fill in the blank, and you have a book that talks about that pain point, guess who they think can solve their problem? You, because you wrote the book. <laughs> okay, so that's step one. It's a Word document, and the most important element of step one is really who's your prospect and what's their pain point. Now, what I Which mentioned sounds before, simple enough, right? 
it is for many people. Some people have a real hard time with that. You know, some people say, well, I solve a lot of problems. And my answer is, great, let's pick one, and that's book one. When, you're, <laughs> when you've tried it out and it works, now you have book two. As a matter of fact, what gets really interesting, when you're writing a book that takes 100 hours or 300 hours to write, you're boiling the ocean and you're covering, you know, every possible permutation of the problem that can happen. When you're writing a book that it, aha books are typically 3,000 words. There are 140 bite-sized quotes, 140 uh, quotes of 140 characters or less. So it's about 3,000 words. When you're writing that book, you're not boiling the ocean. You're solving a very singular focused area. So what happens is let's say you have a book that solves a problem and you and it solves it for a very specific vertical an orientation, whether it's geographical or a, a technical uh, orientation. Well, then you can write another book that's that addresses a different audience, right? So uh, a good example is is lead generation. I'm talking with a ton of companies now that do that do funnel work in lead gen. Well, they could have a book of using funnels to drive more appointments for dentists. Well, that's a book using funnels to drive more appointments for doctors, using funnels that drive more appointments for chiropractors. Now, each one of those books may have 80 or 90% overlap on content. But if you're a chiropractor, do you want to pick up a book, Driving Appointments for Dentist? No. You want to pick up a, point, a book that says Driving Appointments for Doctors and Chiropractors, right? right. specifically for you. So that, that's the thing that gets interesting is, you now can have more books as, as the author under your brand when you take the book and you tailor it specifically to the audience you're going after. That makes sense, right? It does. And when you're doing that, if you're, if you're using a lot of the same content and just refurbishing it a little bit based on your audience, the people that you, know, have, want, you want to help solve the problem, um, it's, it's easier. <laughs> And you don't have to do that, you know, basically yes. you don't, it just feels that, that wow, it's for me, I'm, I told you that, that I've taken a long time to write books. This just seems like just a, a really wonderful way to create something that is going to reach the people that need it. And also be able to utilize that content, like you said, again, with some variation, obviously, based on, on the people that it's going to reach. But it seems like, and I don't want to undermine it in any way, but it seems like such a breeze based on the traditional ways of writing books. And, you know, I I remember having to take not just one weekend, but several weekends, and then have, and it just went on and on and on, like it was a never-ending stream. Well, I, it's very cool because I could I could feel the I could feel the aura of your understanding, right? I could I could feel this this lightning, and and part of you is saying to yourself, and, and even those that are listening, you're saying that's too easy, and and the answer is yes, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it really is. I mean, here's the interesting part. So once again, the input output diagram. Let's say you wrote a book that says driving driving new leads for dentists. Okay, when you had your hat on that says, what's the output? I want dentists to trust what I'm talking about. Great. Right. So now you move your business over to doctors. You then put on the hat, I want doctors to understand this book. Well, then when you read the content, 
you're going to be reading these sentences, these aha, aha, aha messages, and you say, okay, now with, with, the, with the concept of approaching doctors, how would I change stuff? Well, you may put different hashtags, right? You may slightly change the nuance, you know, of, of some of the quotes because it makes more sense, right, to, to focus on a different area. But, but you're not starting from scratch. You already have all this content that you've written in the past, and now you're just tailoring it to a different audience. It really is that easy. And then you have a book, you know, and then what happens, you have a book that, that focuses on dentists. And the next uh, place, if you, if you end up speaking at uh, the American Dental Association or the American Doctors Association or whatever place you're going, you now have a custom book that specifically addresses the pain point of those in your audience. It really is that easy. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, easy, what, you know, that it, if it's too easy, it doesn't make any sense. But here it's, it makes perfect sense. Now, mm-hmm. I have a question from one of our listeners. She, she wants us to talk about in detail, what is, it, what is an aha book? How are you incorporating quotes? And is that all the book is, different quotes that she's writing, different quotes that I've written? Or, so let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, it's a great question. Thank you. So I, I, I wrote a book. So for those that want to see the book that I wrote, um, it's, it's actually called Hey, Did You Aha That? You can actually see it on Amazon as a paperback, hardcover, Kindle. You can get to it for free on the Aha That platform. If you go to the URL, aha.pub, A-H-A.P-U-B slash aha. And it's the book that I was asked to write when I started asking others that they should write their aha book. Their response to me was, why should I write an aha book? And I'm like, oh, I should write a book about that. And they said, yes, you should. So what I ended up doing is I ended up interviewing four of our authors. Two of them I mentioned already in the interview, uh, Jeff Shabbos and Carly Alyssa Thorne. And I interviewed each of my authors for a half hour each. Because what's fascinating is two hours of recorded content is enough to create content for an aha book. And then what you do is, in this particular case, we pulled content from the interview. So we've had authors who pull content from presentations. We have had authors who make content up from scratch. An aha message is really, uh, think of it as a tweet, but it's a seven-second soundbite designed to capture somebody's attention. So my favorite aha message from the book we talked about, aha.pub slash aha, which is, you know, hated you aha that. My favorite aha message from that is we live in a seven-second soundbite economy, make it count. Right? So the goal, Joanne, of a – yeah, the goal of an aha message is to get somebody to go, oh, yes, we do. (laughs) Right? Or, oh, that makes sense. Or I want to change what I'm thinking about. Right? Um, and, And so, you know, if you're thinking about a book, that potentially has 147 second sound bites, all designed to capture somebody's attention. They don't have to read your book from beginning to end. All they have to do is read enough of those sound bites, in some cases, one is enough, where they go, Yes, that's the expert. I need this person to help me. Right? So, in terms of the writing piece of it, uh, one of the things I'll recommend is if you go to ahathat.com slash author, on the eight-step process, step number two is a PDF document. And it's a single-page PDF on best practices of writing an aha book. And because I've curated over 50,000 aha messages, 
it is sort of the best practices and how do you how do you design a single aha message or a single quote or if you even if you're posting on social media how do you design one statement whose intent is to capture the attention of your prospect base and that's what so that's a freebie there's there's no, it's not behind a firewall. You don't have to put in any email address. Go to step two of ahadat.com slash author, and that content's available for you to pick up. And so does that answer the question that your listener Yes, has? but uh, Yes, but now I have a question based on that, and that is, okay, so you're writing an aha book, and, you, and basically there, there are these sound bites or quotes. So they can't be generic. It can't be some of the quotes I have about gratitude or whatever, because they because that's not really in on a particular challenge that someone has or a problem. It it it's too generic and it doesn't really fit a need. Is that correct? So I because I have a hundred million quotes, but, but based on what yeah. we're talking about sure that they would be able to fit into an aha book like that. Well, it, so it depends, right? It really, this is where it gets really fascinating. It depends on the quote, what the book is about, right? So if you went to, if you are a salesperson and you're interested in having like having your salespeople really plot what is selling and how to do it and how to make it effective, we actually have a book on the platform. It's Sun Tzu's The Art of War. And there's 140 quotes that you could use from Sun Tzu's book. Any one of them is super compelling in terms of capturing somebody's attention, right? So that's a scenario where it, it, it's not specifically addressing a pain point of your audience, or, or it may, but it's now using somebody else, right, to make that happen. Or we have we have books from some phenomenal, uh, some from some phenomenal authors, right? We we took Machiavelli and Napoleon Hill and P.T. Barnum, and the quotes in their books are phenomenal. So you may have uh, quotes on gratitude, and I'd have to say, without knowing what your output is, I can't answer the right. question, but I can't imagine why. If, if you're dealing with, let's say, good, compelling customer service or just enjoying your life, I can't imagine why something like that wouldn't make sense inside your book. You may want to gotcha. tailor your existing quote slightly to make it work. And, and I think I only partially answered your question before. An AHA book is a social media-enabled ebook, and that's where you start. And so if, if, all, if you want to just write a social media-enabled ebook – we charge $450 for that. We do a cover design, a copy edit, a content edit, because uh, our job is to make you look good. And we've had an author who did nothing more than write a aha book and pick up a five-figure consulting contract because she wrote her book. The, the next step up is if you want to actually have that book in a PDF or a Kindle, then we can actually take that book and turn it into both a PDF and Kindle. And the following step, so it's a three-step process, we, we also can turn that into paperback and hardcover. So the coolest part in the world, you spend eight hours writing a book or two hours because we wrote it for you, and then you can have a hardcover book with your content in the inside. And if you're touching your audience, physically touching your audience, giving somebody a hardcover book where you do a personalized autograph to them, and it turns out that book completely addresses the pain point they have 
What do you think that does for you as the expert in the field? It certainly elevates you and makes people believe that you are the expert that they need. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. You know, you this is so brilliant. So, and you are brilliant because it 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 it's really taking the whole process of writing that many people would love to do and the, and yet the thought of it is I'm not going to touch it. It's it's too arduous. I can't go near. It's too much. I have a a life, right? And you're really simplifying it in some way, but that's not all. It, you're you're helping people create books that then can really be social media driven and beyond, so that they're really reaching the audiences that they need and getting people to work with them. So bravo for that. I have another quick question. You know, you and I could spend hours oh, together, Matilda. You're fa- so fascinating. Business is changing. Leadership is changing. How is business changing today? How is it different from before? And what do we need to do to sort of catch up with this and and make sure that we're we're keeping up with everything and not behind the times or the eight ball? Well, I think probably the biggest transformation that's happening in business is it's becoming more human. Mm. And, and I, I know that sounds very interesting. Um, I went to, I went to, uh, I got my MBA way back when, and I read when I was doing my MBA how important customer service was. And then I entered the corporate world, and it turns out that companies don't really care about their clients. I mean, they yeah. do, and they say they do, and they say it's important, but the processes that are set up and structured really don't put the customer first. And now that's changed with companies like Amazon and Zappos and, and others who really shine on customer service. And what you're actually seeing today is you're actually seeing a number of companies whose success depends on them doing a good job, not just to the customer, but to the overall environment. So take a look at some of the stuff that's happening to Uber in the news. And, and some of the negativity there has nothing to do with whether or not the service is good. It's how they treat their employees bad or how the CEO dealt with uh, his political affiliations, right? So we're becoming much more transparent on who we are as overall, as companies, as organizations, and bad things that happen inside companies are now getting out publicly with sites like Glassdoor and others where you now, you now actually um, – companies need to – take responsibility for the issues and, and things that are happening in the employee base. So that's, that's one thing that happens. And on the other side, companies are also recognizing that we don't do business or as a consumer, what we're getting more power. We don't do business with a company. We do business with the individual that is selling us the product or service or the customer service person who's dealing with us individually. Right. And so what happens is when we get on the phone, if you have a problem with your phone or your internet or whatever is going on and you get on the phone, you want that person on the other end of the line to be your resident expert. If they, if the first thing they did when they got on the phone, hey, I wrote a book on just the problem you have. How, how is that going to make you feel, particularly if they can help solve your problem? You're going to feel like yeah, you've got totally. the best answer possible. right? So what that means, how business is changing, the best way to think about this is imagine tomorrow 
and I don't know if tomorrow is actually tomorrow or a couple of years from now, but imagine tomorrow that everyone has their own personal Yelp score over their head. And I'm, in this case, <laughs> I'm using Yelp as a verb. Okay. So, uh, Joanne, you and I know each other. And, and when my person reached out and said, hey, let's connect again, right, what should happen is you should have gotten a Yelp score of how Mitchell Levy has been as an interviewer on shows just like yours. Right. And I should have gotten a Yelp score from you before I even approached you of, hey, do you do research ahead of time? Um, how's the interview going to be? Is your audience interesting enough to me? Do I want, is it worthwhile for me to spend the time? Right? All that gets bundled into my own personal Yelp score of you, and I'll pay for that. Because right? if, imagine if you could walk into a, into a networking room and there's 50 people in the room and you could see the Yelp scores of the people who would be the coolest people for you to talk to in the room because they will either be direct customers or recommend you to customers. Now that isn't quite available yet, but that's coming. And so the world that makes, we're going to live in, it makes, it makes so sense, much right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, imagine, imagine if you take a, it, it, <laughs> here's the cool part. Uh, you're flying across the country on Southwest. You get to the airport two hours early. There's a networking room of people in the room, and it turns out that you get to meet one or two people who you may want to sit next to because it makes sense for you guys to spend a couple hours talking on the plane. And if Southwest helped facilitate that for you, how much better would you feel about Southwest and how much more productive would your time be? Right. And not only that, you may actually recommend them to other people. Exactly. And that's, so that's the world where we're gravitating to. And with that, if you think about the trends, it's, it's good customer service. It's doing things well. It's making sure that your brand is out in the marketplace so people know about you and can talk about you. And so that's kind of when I think about what, what my company is doing and where we want to go. We want, we want to be able to help publish people. And so to get you out there in the marketplace so that that you are one of those people with a good Yelp score and more people get attracted to you. You have totally convinced me that I'm ready to sign up and get my AHA book out like tomorrow because this, this is a great process, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> a great team, and you come highly recommended. And not only that, Mitchell, it, it feels like it seems to take the pain away from <laughs> – that many people feel when they're putting a book to, or they're thinking of putting a book together and, and wanting to write it. You know, just cause it's easy doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things are easy. <laughs> sometimes things are easy. Now here's where it's, here's where it gets really, I've said this many times and I've had only one person take me up on it so far. When you do an aha book, you've got 140 quotes. Any of those quotes could have a URL in them. So imagine that you write the AHA book, and then from there, you write blog posts to do videos for each of the AHA messages. So I actually had one of my authors who we haven't published yet. She wrote her 140 quotes. She's now spent the last four months writing 50 or 60 blog posts that complement each of her posts, right, which is kind of interesting. Um, what I'm doing well, right you know now with my – I'm sorry, go ahead. What it says is that there, that based on those books, there's infinite content that you can create from it and draw from it, and, and it, it's endless. Well, that's where it gets fun. So I, the book that I, I was mentioning, the, the, the uh, aha.pub slash aha, what I'm doing every day 
um, is I'm actually reading one of the quotes from the book and I'm going on Facebook Live and spending three minutes talking about it. So in essence, cool. I create, by writing the book, I've created 140 uh, days of editorial content. Such brilliance. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I, I, you know, and I'll tell you afterwards how the experiment has gone. I can only tell you, it is hard every day just to remember to get on Facebook Live. <laughs> I mean, I, it's in my calendar. I just don't always get to it. And, man, I, I wish I was better about that. <laughs> At that well, time management stuff. I, I, we need more of those books. <laughs> You do so much, Mitchell, and like I said earlier, you're helping so many people, and unfortunately, we are out of time. So tell, tell our audience how they can get a hold of you, how they can find out more about writing an aha book and really be the expert that they want to be. Well, the promise I'll make for the, for the audience, so go to ahathat.com slash author, um, and, and we have an eight-step process. The step number four is when you submit the first three steps, you know, your Word document and, uh, and your Excel spreadsheet. If, let's say you start the Word document and you write 10 aha messages and you're just curious if you're moving in the right direction, there's an email address there you can send it to and just say, hey, listen, I, I heard Mitchell on Dr. Joanne's show and, and I'm interested in him giving direct feedback on this before we move forward. And I'm absolutely happy to my team will make sure that I, I review the content and get back to you, and I'll do that directly. Um, for me, go to, uh, you could Google, yeah, go to Google Mitchell Levy, connect to me on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Let me know why on Facebook, um, Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat, um, and I'm happy to uh, interact with you online. Wonderful. Mitchell, thank you so much for your time and for all that you do and for all the incredible aha moments that you have and that you generate. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I, it was just so much fun to talk with. It's a nice, uh, you have a nice vibe and aura, and I'm sure your customers have amazing satisfaction working with you. So thank you. You're an angel. Thanks so much. And likewise, and have a beautiful day and a beautiful evening. Thanks again, Mitchell. Thanks. Take care, everybody. So think about everything that Mitchell said. It's a Mitchell Levy. It's you can be a successful author, a successful entrepreneur. You don't have to go through the strain and the drain to do that. You can really get the help and support you need, and you can do something in an incredible short period of time, which allows you the freedom to do so much more that you want to do in your life. So remember to find out more about Mitchell Levy. Remember about his codes and being able to get his coupon for 50% off, five minutes a day, five MIN a day. And thanks so much for joining me. If you want to find out more about me, drjoannewhite.com. Find out about our articles, more about upcoming shows, and how you can power your life every moment of the day. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a blessed day wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. 
listen again and again, and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us, and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.